Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, April 25th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey, it's so good to be with you this morning on this beautiful, beautiful, let me tell you again, it is a beautiful Monday morning in April. I am starting to see the buds create green in the trees, and man, it does my soul good to see life again, which is what we're going to talk about today. I think it's quite apropos. I have no idea what that means. It probably means appropriate, but uh, it sounds cool to say, so I'm going to say it. It is apropos that we talk about new life today. New life. Sometimes we go through our life like we're in the winter, and we don't see any new life growing. And we wonder, well, did God forget about us? Did he choose somebody else and I've been left on the sideline we can think that way and it's probably quite natural to think that way but the answer to that question is no he has not forgotten about you he has a plan for you you've got to believe it and here's where the faith comes in you start walking the plan you believe he has for you and the doors will start opening, but you gotta walk first. Okay, so anyway, you're probably tired of hearing me talk about chickens. Well, I'm not gonna talk about chickens and chicken coops at all today because we're kind of quite established in that arena. There will be more stories to tell about that down the road because there's a few more things we're gonna do. But this last week we've been preparing our homestead for a new arrival not a big deal not an animal deal but a plant life deal we purchased some fruit trees because we want to have an orchard but I couldn't just plant the trees anywhere I wanted there had to be a proper planting location in fact I had to plant I say I it's my wife and I it's our family but we had to plant with some thought in mind. You don't just go plant these trees, you know, five feet apart, because it looks pretty. You need to know the spread of the canopy of the, of the tree. You need to know how you're gonna need to prune it. You, you need to know how you're going to take the fruit off of it when it matures. You need to know if there's any kind of conflicts with other kind of trees. Now I'll admit, I didn't look into that one. I kind of don't think I'm gonna have that issue. But we have peach trees, we have cherry trees, sweet and sour. We have two types of apple trees. And because of the wind we have at our location, because of the lay of the land we have at our location, and because we learned a few things about fruit trees, from some people who know about fruit trees. We knew that we didn't want to plant in a certain location that's low 
especially with the ground that we have, which is pretty high in clay. So you got to understand where you're wanting to plant. You got to understand the environment. So anyway, based on all the information we gathered, we made a educated decision to plant the trees where we did. In fact, the day that we picked up the plants from the organization that was selling them, we had six trees. Two apple, two cherry, two peach. And we did a little research and found that not all trees, let's just say an apple tree, if you've got two apple trees and they're the same fruit, the same type of tree, it doesn't fruit well or maybe at all if it's not able to cross-pollinate with another type of apple tree. Interesting. I wouldn't have known that, but I did a little research and we discovered that. And it's true for a lot of different fruit. Some fruit are self-pollinators. They don't need another partner, uh, a different type of cherry, for example, to, to pollinate with for it to be fruitful and multiply. And in fact, I think it is the sweet cherry can pollinate our Honeycrisp apples. That's interesting. Never knew that. I had to get into the word, <laughs> into the educated re reference word of fruit tree husbandry to understand these things. Just like I'm telling you, you got to get into the Word of God to know what God is saying about your relationship to Him and to others. So, okay, great. So we got the tree locations. We figured out we need to plant them a certain distance from each other. Now, because I'm kind of a little particular about how things look, I knew the cherry trees needed to have a certain distance between them that was greater than the distance between the apple trees. And because I like to keep things kind of uniform, I, d I opted to keep all the distances the same. I think it was 25 feet apart at the max. So I did that for all of them. So it's a nice grid pattern, regardless of the fruit. That's just my choice as the planter of the orchard. Having the locations, great. Having the ground figured out, having the pollination figured out. That's the reason why I had to get the third apple tree, by the way. I needed to find a, an additional type of apple tree so we could pollinate well. See, who knew, right? And, and I could have thought I did everything right. You know, get my post hole digger out, dig a really deep hole, shove that uh, root in there, bend it as I go, fill it back in with clay, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking it's going to rain this week, so that should be good enough, right? Well, about three things I just said there should make you cringe if you've ever planted anything. Location was great. Understanding the soil is great. Understanding the fact that it's clay and very hard to work in is great. But it doesn't do me any good unless I work that dirt. So I made another purchase. Gotta love it. I needed it. I got a tiller, a nice rear tine tiller. And I used that thing to chew the heck out of this dirt. Oh, by the way, 
I wouldn't really have been able to do this had I not mowed the area, which before this all took place was high weed. It had been not mowed for years. So I already had in a plan, I needed to know the edge of my property. I needed to know the boundaries. I needed to know where I could go and where I could not go. And then I clear cut, brush hogged this high stuff because I knew I had a plan for this area, but I didn't want to do the plan without the preparation. You hearing me? God has a plan for you, but there's some preparatory work you must do. And there are high weeds growing in your areas that need to be taken low. And you know what? Sometimes that's your job. And if you can't do it, find a helper, counselor, spouse, pastor. You recognize those places where those high weeds are growing and you... And if you don't, and there are issues, maybe a counselor, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Those things, you can't just wish them away. Sometimes you can't even pray them away. You can help get wisdom from the Lord to recognize some of these areas. God, I'm addicted to whatever. I need help. Okay. I know that God hears that prayer, and I know that God honors that prayer. And He gives you help. But the thing that hooked you isn't necessarily the thing he's going to rid you of. But he will give you grace. He will give you the Holy Spirit understanding in a situation, a, a new way to look at things. You know, we talk about being in the spring and new growth and things. Well, you know what? New growth sometimes means you got to get rid of some of the dead stuff. That's what I was doing. I was clear-cutting some of this stuff. It, I don't like the look of it. It's all this high dead stuff. You mow it down, you, don't, you barely have to mow it. You knock it down and it breaks, that kind of thing. Well, maybe you just need the Holy Spirit to remind you that there are certain things in your life that are absolutely dead. They're there. They're filling up space, time, energy. But they're not fruitful. Yeah, I want us all to recognize there's places in our life that are not fruitful. If we're honest with ourselves, there's a desire within us to be fruitful. You know, my kids were helping do some work at Grandma and Grandpa's this weekend. And, I, and they were getting paid for this work. And I saw them come back from that day of work like new, like new people. And I was, I was thinking, well, you know, part of that is because they've been having conversation with their grandparents that they don't see very often. So there's that. Uh, adults looking at them, treating them as adults that can bolster your confidence and things like that. But part of it, I'm thinking, had to do with the fact that they earned something and they got payment for that thing. And you get a sense of pride a godly pride. Uh, you feel like you've been given respect. There's all sorts of things that take place. When you are fruitful and able to earn something. I think down at, at the core, we all want that. We want to be not just going through life. I mean, seriously, be honest with yourself. You don't want to just hurry up and get this life over. If you're at that point in your life, 
I pray right now that God will restore the spark for you. There is not a day that can't be redeemed. And I don't care how old you are. God can take this day and cause your mind to see things differently. To be renewed. He wants you to be fruitful and He wants you to multiply. Multiply to me means you're able to do something and see the results that go far beyond the results you yourself did. And if you're just coasting through life and not expecting any kind of growth and not expecting any kind of fruitfulness, that can't happen. And I think that God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. In fact, He says to do that. He commands us to do that. So deep within us, we have this desire. But in order to do it, there's got to be some clear-cutting. So back to my story. The orchard got clear-cut last week. And then I had to whip out the big tool and chew up that hard soil. So it's not enough to just cut the high weeds. Now you got to break up the ground so it can receive, so it can properly receive the fruit-bearing, life-giving plant life. It took a while to do it, by the way. That, that ground was... I had to fight with rocks. In fact, one spot that I chose in my nice grid pattern ugh, had a rock the size of Gibraltar. I decided I had, to, I had to change my one hole in my beautiful grid pattern had to move about three feet away. Now, if you ever come see my orchard, just pretend like it's perfectly gridded. Just pretend. I'm not that anal about it, but it kind of bothers me, as you can tell. But I chose that spot, and I started to till it, and I ran into this stone, and it's not a stone. This thing is a rock. Seriously, it's probably about four feet long. It was about four inches below the surface. Four feet long, and at least a foot and a half wide. I actually don't know how big it is. I did. I gave up. I, I could not believe it was there blocking my way. Sometimes you got to just find a different hole. I don't know how I could spin that one, but I'll let that speak to you in the way it needs to speak to you. But I found a hole that was ready to receive what I was going to plant there. And it took a while. I had to break that ground up. I had to use the tool to get as low as I could go. And then some of my roots, you know, when you plant a tree, you don't want to just bend the roots to fit the hole. You got to prepare the hole to fit the root or else you won't be as fruitful as it needs to be. And you also, once you've got the hole good, you got the tree in there. You can't plant it too low. You can't plant it too high. There's a, there's a, proper location and every plant we had to research this too the way that the plant is grafted indicates how high or low you need to plant it and it's different for each type of plant each type of fruit so it's important to know those things so we knew those things now what do you do when you fill in the hole do you just shove the clay back in (laughs) absolutely not We mixed, before the plant hole was really made, we tilled in some good soil. We put good soil in there. We mixed it with some clay. The clay had been chewed up pretty good. And then there's some 
new fresh soil with nutrients in it. And that got mixed in. Well, not fertilizers, because that can mess up your tree. We learned that too. Uh, not fertilizers, but um, just compost. Good nitrogen and things like that. Natural stuff. So you backfill your hole with that, with good things. Is that enough? No. And that right there took a day for seven trees. That well, half a day. It took some work to do that. So is that good enough? No. Didn't water it yet. So I come back and I water. Is that enough? No. You got to pray for rain because I'm I can't just go from one watering. You got to get continual watering to be fruitful. You got to be watered. Okay, is that enough? No! Why not? Because you need to protect the moisture that you do get when you do get it, because you don't always get the rain. So I had to come back and put mulch around the top of this exposed earth, which would give up its water so quickly, it'll evaporate. So the mulch goes around, and that helps keep things moist and helps the water stay where it needs to stay. It enhances the water. So you want things to be fruitful in, in your life. There's a number of things that you can look at in the natural world when it comes to growing fruit trees that pertain to your life. You need to prepare the ground by getting rid of the weeds. You need to prepare the soil to receive. You need to not plant that stuff with the existing old environment. You need to put some new nutritious soil there. Things that allow the roots to grow easier than in the old way of thinking. You've got to water it. Water it with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. You need to protect it with a mulch to make sure that the water doesn't quickly evaporate and leave you dry again. Come on, you're hearing me, right? Is that all you do? No. As maturity happens, there's additional things you need to do to keep the bugs away, to keep things from getting rotten and corrupted. You need to keep the bugs and the pests at bay. That pest would be our enemy and the thoughts of the world that would want to keep you unfruitful. There are things you must do to ensure that fruit ripens on the vine and is good and it's good to be passed on. You know, when you multiply, you know when you take that fruit in your hand, there's something in it. Likely, there's a seed in there. And when you give your fruit away, when you've been fruitful and you've multiplied, and you give that fruit away, that's where the real multiplication happens. Because there's a seed in there. And you can say, you know what? I know you don't have an orchard, but look at this orchard. I started with just a field with a bunch of weeds in it. If you want to have some orchard in your life, you take this fruit, there's a seed or 20 in there. You plant. No matter what stage you are in your life, you can be in high school, you could be starting your life in your career, you could be in college just about to start your life and your career. 
Maybe you're a young married family. Maybe you've got kids in high school. Maybe you have an empty nest situation. Maybe you're later in life and it's your spouse and you. Or maybe you're later in life and your spouse has passed on. Whatever the situation, I don't want your situation to direct you as to how you are going to be fruitful or not. How about we let the Word of God tell us whether or not we're fruitful? How about we do that? You know, I can go through life having various thoughts about my belief in the Lord. And I think if we're honest, many of us do that. But I always come back to the Word of God, and I always come back to what I believe I know to be true, which is that He loves me, and He will not ever forsake me. I mean, that's what I come back to all the time. And there is not a reason in the world that you can't depend on Him. Don't let the past history of relationships with people that have let you down, don't let that stuff direct whether or not you trust the Lord. You're going to trust something. I want to encourage you to trust the Lord God. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes we don't understand everything. And I guess that's why I need a relationship with God. Because there are things I don't understand. And I believe He will enlighten me when the time is necessary. Just like I learned about the things I needed to know about the fruit trees. I didn't know them before last week, but I found out about them the week I needed to know about them. Now, true, I actively pursued that information, but in this day and age, if you want to know something, you want to know about something, you could actively look for that information and you'd find answers. You might find a million different answers, people's opinions. You might even find my podcast talking about whatever it is, and you'll hear my opinion. There's no shortage of information out there. What there is a shortage of is wisdom. And I guess if you want to seek wisdom, and if you want to listen to my opinion, I think you're going to find wisdom in the Word of God. Wisdom for your day, today, in the Word of God. I want to encourage you to do that. If you haven't done it in a while... Don't kick yourself for it. Just open up the Word of God on your tablet, phone, on your desk, in a real book with real pages that make that crinkly sound. Whatever it takes, open it up today. I know God has a plan for you and for me. And you will find out more about yourself when you open that Word and let His Spirit talk to you about yourself. You will find out things about yourself that you never knew. I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to step out in a little bit of faith, maybe, and do that. And you will find that there is a, a world out there that's way beyond what you maybe were coasting through. Okay, so you open up that word and you live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And I'm talking to you today. Why? Because God told me to, in a manner of speaking. I've been talking to you like I've been talking to me. I needed this word just like you did. So take it for what it is. Apply it as you see fit in your life. Pray that the Lord will show you how to approach your day today. 
believe that there will be fruit. And I will see you on the flip.